Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Okay, so why are you going over there when we can just go through here? Because they said we need to to go this way. But we're right here. It doesn't make sense. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we actually get into talking about how, in times like this, somebody needs to help it make sense. I'll see you on the flip. Boy, I tell you, they said it's going to get a lot of us in trouble. Hey, thank you for making it on to this portion of the podcast. I don't take it for granted that you show up and you listen to me. And I want to just say thank you, precious. So anyway, let's get into this. Making it make sense. That's what we're talking about today. And I am always flabbergasted at how many people just hook, line, and sink or do things because someone in authority or someone decided to say that you need to do something this way or that way. And I did a podcast a while ago where I highlighted a book called The Four Tendencies uh, by Gretchen Rubin. And it talks about a, a little framework that she put together that I find to be very useful and helpful. And it's what she calls what people tend to do as part of their character. She divides it into four ways. And I'm going to just go on and cut to the chase. I am firmly ensconced in the questioner section. So she's got those people that are upholders and these people are staunch and stubborn and they don't move. Doesn't matter what's going on. If they say they're going to do it, they're going to do it. But then, and she says they're the most rare. I don't know. But that's what she says. And then they have the majority of people who are called obligers. And these are the people who are the sheeple. (laughs) Not really. It's just that these people have an empathetic connection with society and they're willing to do teamwork. They're willing to do things because other people are depending on them. And there is an altruistic value to that. But that ain't me. (laughs) No, I'm on that other side of the quadrant. Those problem children. I'm firmly ensconced in the question section. I am, and I've said this before on this podcast, 
My mother said I was slow to speak, but when I did speak, the first thing I asked was a question. And she said it had a bit of defiance in it. And she said she knew then she was going to be in trouble. And it wasn't that I was um, harsh with it. I just needed to know why before I was moved to do something. And I needed to get information and verify and vet and know for myself before I committed to something. And I thought everybody was like that. And I was annoying. I'll be honest. I was I was quite annoying. I, in hindsight, I see how it can it can be a bit much. And my mother was like, you do realize I have five other children beside you. and I cannot use all of this capacity that you require to deal with you. And so it was something. Uh, but then the fourth part of that quadrant is the re- the rebel. And the rebel is that person who you guessed it. If you said it, they're not doing it. They're not doing it unless they want to. And even sometimes because they say they're going to do something, they might not do it. And um, so the rebels to me are the the most conflicted and tortured of uh, the four types of people. But the funny thing is, is that out of all of the different tendencies, whether uh, you be an obliger, a questioner or a rebel, those three all have the tendency to get into rebellion, except for those daggum upholders. And so making it make sense today is an exploration on how we can get mentally strengthened and use our good old fashioned wisdom and mother wit to look past all of the, the smoke screens and all of the things that would dupe us and to try to make sense of what's going on in our own worlds. Because when it comes down to it, when you have to stand um, for what you believe, when you have to answer for what you knew or didn't know, uh, you have got to actually make someone make sense of it. And so that's what we're going to be looking at. And when I first uh, wrote down some notes for this particular podcast, I immediately went back to when I was a teenager. And in those times, back then, I didn't know that um, biologically, my brain was still trying to uh, grow to its two separate hemispheres and to become adult. And I didn't know that biologically in lifespan development, that teenagers tend to do things that At the time, it makes all the sense in the world. But in hindsight, especially when it doesn't go right, when asked, either even under pain of death, you can't give an answer for why you did something or why you thought something was good to do. I don't know if you can remember or if you've had children where they do something or you did something and it didn't go right. And and someone in authority, maybe your parent or somebody else is like, well, why did you do that? And you, for the life of you, or for the kids, they really can't tell you why they did it. That's kind of how it feels right now when looking at the turmoil and the unnecessary, unnecessary suffering, angst, turmoil, and frustration that a lot of people are going through globally over the fallout from the pandemic. And so, I kind of want to just give you some kind of semblance, some kind of inspiration and serve up to you some type of mother with that you can grab onto and get around the frustration and get to the point where you can be like, okay, this makes sense. So if you're ready, here we go. Uh, 
So the first thing is, is when you're trying to make something make sense, when you're looking at a concept or why something is happening or, 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 or how did you end up in, in this point? There are a few questions that I want you to consider. And the first one is, I learned this one from my grandmother uh, when trying to dissect and get to the heart of a matter. She And she told me, when you receive some type of um, command or instruction or written something, don't be so quick to just do it. She said, get to understand who's behind it, either who wrote it or who commissioned it to be put into place. Because just by taking a pause, taking a beat and looking to see what are the origins behind this communication, this command or this way, who, who, what do they stand for? What do they believe? What do they want? What is their goal? You'll be amazed that if you take the time just to figure out who is the author of a communication, of a command or of something that has been put into effect, who wrote this? And you'll be like, oh, that makes sense because you start to get the nuances and even the finesses that are in play on what somebody is trying to do. Um, <laughs> I was, and I kind of laughed because I, I was studying um, speech writers, not recently. So my recollection might be a little fuzzy, but I was uh, studying speech writers uh, that had uh, written speeches that had become iconic. and. I thought about the speech writer behind uh, President Kennedy's famous ask not what you can do for your country, but uh, I mean, ask not what your country can do for you, but instead what you can do for your country. And I know I didn't say that exactly right. So don't add me and don't send me no hate mail. Uh, So, but what I, I learned about those particular speech writers is that they were dealing with being in the same age group as a young president a young president who happened to be Catholic at the time. And this was a firmly a Protestant kind of gig. And they were trying to uh, write not only to make the president look and be more presidential um, in his um, actions, but it was personal for them as well. They had something to prove. They had a chip, not chip, excuse me, not a chip. They, they had a, a definite goal. And by using that particular syntax, which is an old Latin uh, way of inflecting a sentence to, to give it uh, more power such that you're, you are looking at it um, in a, uh, a way that it, it imbues or, or it, it fills it with adrenaline, what you're trying to say. Uh, it was something that had not been used at the particular time and it was really pop, not popular, excuse me, but it became really popular after he phrased it uh, that way. And not just by looking at who was behind the speech, what they had to prove and how they were showcasing that we might be young, we might not be what you expect. And especially in the time in the 60s when there was a lot of turmoil and a lot of uh, uh, growth um, happening between the changing of the guards of the baby boomers coming into adulthood at that time. So like I said, there was a lot going on. And just by going back and 
uh, looking at the the speech writers behind that speech, it gave me a whole new understanding of it uh, because it gave me a brand new context. And think about it. If you dare to do that with just even some of the slightest things that give you pause in your day, go back, just do a little research. and You'll be amazed at how powerful Google is, especially uh, Google Scholar at uh, sussing out who wrote what and why. Oh, my gosh. You will get a boon for having done that because things will make more sense to you. And you'll start to see even the layering of the messages that are being given. I've said it more than once on this podcast, and I'll say it again. Never take anything at face value. There's always another secret to be unveiled. Un, uh, and there is a seeker's reward that lies for the person who does not just take what is given at face value, but who looks and considers and even meditates on what is presented. In that seeker's reward, in the area of meditation, of uh, turning it over, looking at all the different facets of something and scrutinizing it and sitting with it, that is when those private doors begin to unlock, those magic doors that we talk about. They begin to yield their secrets and offer up their gifts. And so just by simply asking, who's behind this? What's their story? What context did they write this in? What are they trying to achieve? You might not be able to answer every question, but you'll be able to answer quite a few. And what you end up with will definitely not look like what you started out with. The next one, when you're trying to make something make sense, is ask, who benefits from my efforts? I mean, really think about that. Who is on the winner side? Yesterday, we talked about moving from being a pawn in someone else's scenario of someone else's story or dream to becoming your own player. And this is more of the same. By following the trail of who benefits from any actions I take or don't take, oh, baby, baby, you are going to get your eyes popped wide open to get a bigger sense of what's going on. And it's not to say that there is anything nefarious happening because that's not always the case. And what you'll what you'll start to see is when you follow the trail of who ultimately benefits from what you do, you're going to find that you're not alone, that there's usually a collective. And even though it might look like what you're doing is minimal or even minuscule, little becomes much when it's compounded. So if someone asks you to do something and you just simply say, who benefits from this? How does, who um, is helped? Uh, If I do this and a thousand other people do this, what happens? Going down that rabbit trail is definitely going to possibly lead you to a proverbial pot of gold of insight and information. And you couple that with just asking who's behind this and who benefits from my efforts? a whole new world, a whole new world, you know? And so now I hope you can see that by asking the right questions to help it make sense for you, you start to reposition yourself. You start to look at the multifaceted ways of of interpretation. And we're not even done. Let Let me get these other little questions out here for you, okay? So what about this one? What avenue 
or path of thought have I yet or have not explored yet? That's another one. So think about how you uh, can uh, think of it differently. What haven't you explored? And understand when you're at this point, there comes a time when you might not know what it is that you don't know. And that's okay. But what you want to do is you want to take what you're looking at and go as far and wide as you can to figure out new ways of looking at it and uh, and uh, um, interpreting it. That's a reason why when we talk about being um, a wise person and synthesizing, what normally happens is, is the wise person does not interpret their events, actions, activities, or whatever, the same way as Joe Q. Public. They're always looking at it in many different ways. And the way that they settle on is usually going to be the one that's most advantageous for all. Like when we talked about true wisdom and mastery means that you understand with humility that you can have a strong opinion, but hold it weakly. Don't clench down and and firm and say, this is it. And I know that I know because the more, you know, the more, the more wisdom you obtain, the more you understand you don't know. And the more you understand that you need to make room for the new, for the growth, you need to have a controlled burn of burning away all the weeds that you can to make room for the new growth that wants to come in, the new ideas, the freshness, the stuff that keeps you agile and keeps you living and keeps you young. And so getting to the point where you can start actively looking for the different trains of thought that you have yet to explore or even encounter, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to tell you something really quickly. I have, uh, I, I, I am a heterosapiosexual. I'll just go on and say it. I love when I see someone who has interesting trains of thought. And it's not be, not necessarily that they know a lot of facts. It's that how they turn uh, the way they angle and look at things and how they consider things and how they present stuff and how you can tell it's not just the same old, same old road behavior, but that it's fresh and new because they have elasticity and flexibility and agility in their thought processes. That is admirable to me. And there is one such person. Now, it's a harmless crush, y'all. Harmless crush. Because I'm pretty sure that person has a spouse and children. But I love, and not but, I uh, follow them on Twitter. And I am just amazed at when I go into um, a Twitter response that they put out, the types of people and the caliber of thinking that is accompanied uh, with them in the same vein of people who matriculate in their space. And I just sit there and I'm like, this is amazing because my my mind is firing on all cylinders because a lot of these people put in tweets and responses that make me think harder, make me think deeper and make me think wider and in more ways than I would have ever considered. And it causes me great joy and happiness because I get to go down new avenues and paths of thoughts that I had not explored yet, that I didn't even know that I could explore. And just even doing that in your pursuit of making things make sense, if you have the least bit of love for knowledge and wisdom, 
you were, you're going to be in for a pleasant surprise when the sweetness of that feeling comes over you. It's a blessing to behold. Then the next one is when we're trying to make sense of things. If there is a sense of urgency where you're expected to do something, be something or become something in a certain amount of time, I want you to get into the habit of asking why now? Why do the powers that be want it now? What is the rush? Why must it happen or be or be done now? Sometimes you get to the point where you just realize somebody made a foolish mistake and now they're trying to get they're trying to put their urgency on you to correct their mistake. Yeah. Sometimes it comes down to something as simple as that. But then sometimes when you dare to ask that question, why now? Why is there a rush? Why does it have to be now? You start to realize that this is for such a time as now. And there's a small little window of wisdom and that this is um, the the serendipitous intervention of uh, uh, Fortuna, Wheel of Fortune smiling on you like you better take advantage of this right now because it'll be a little while before this wheel comes back in your favor right here and just understanding that is just really powerful to me now I wrote this down in my notes and I want to uh say it because um I love this proverb and I've said it before and I'll say it now and there's an African proverb that says if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together And so with that, I want to bring up that no matter what you think or how you might be looking at something, eventually everything is all interconnected. You see, there are many moving parts and hands that go into creating what we depend on to run our lives. And when something doesn't make sense for you, it means that it is a disconnect from your end to the other end. And when you seek the seeker with expectation, the seeker's reward will mend the fabric and the tapestry of connection. And you'll start to, you guessed it, start to make it make sense. You see, I have found that especially in times of stress and strain and when I feel like I'm in a no-win dilemma, the wisdom that comes in the dilemma is liberating and is innovative. And that's the thing that I want to make sure that I help you understand when you're trying to make it make sense and you're asking the right questions and you're understanding that everything is interconnected, you can tap into wisdom during your dilemma that taps into the mother of necessity that taps into innovative ways of understanding what's going on and solving your problem and giving you insights that you never would have come up on your with on your own. And these are the, the powers that are at work in times like this. You know, we even have a fail safe. Yeah, if you don't understand something, your body is automatically coded to not do anything. The way uh, marketers talk about it, they say that a confused mind doesn't take action. But if you look at it from the other side of the confused mind, you'll say, thank thank goodness that we don't take action. Because if you're confused, then you put yourself at a higher uh, propensity to be duped, taken advantage of, stolen from, or whatever. And remember, I am firmly 
in the quadrant of the questioner anyway. So even though you might be saying, you got to do this now, I'm still going to question it. I'm still going to check it out. I'm still going to run through my list. But I'm also going to understand that in that time of great dilemma and when I need to understand what seems to have surpassed my ability to understand on the norm, with expectation, wisdom will show up and wisdom will point the way and wisdom will have me and you uh, taking actions that you know you couldn't have come up with on your own. You know there has to be some type of universal intelligence at work to help you take advantage of the situation to turn it out for your good. And because of that, we can rest in the fact that making it make sense is some is a and it's imperative. That's what I'm gonna say. It's imperative that we do that. And it's imperative that we do that because it's the very thing that can continue our existence. We are wired to close open loops, to solve problems, and uh, to complete. Yeah, we are driven by that internal code so much so that when you go to sleep, say, for instance, you watched a movie and it was a little weird and, you, you know, it required that. You continue to mull over it and you go to sleep at night and try as you might, you try to get out of that dream, but that dream of that movie and some kind of weird iteration is continuing to play over and over in your mind to the point where it starts to loop. But then eventually it starts to loop and you might wake up just a little bit and you're like, ah, oh, it's just a dream. And you lay back, you know, you go back to sleep and, and you start to figure out a proper ending or a proper resolution that will help you get over the hump of whatever it was that, yep, didn't make sense. So your brain will come up with something that will supply that prime directive that we all have, that we solve the the puzzle, we solve the curiosity and we make things make sense. And in the last few minutes that I have, I want to stress this, and I've said it a while back, but I want to say it again, that even though we are wired to solve and to complete, we are not wired to figure out mysteries. Mysteries are different from puzzles and clues and ciphers and secrets. You see, mysteries give us the fuel to keep living because This life is not easy and it is a chore staying in this life every day, come what may, no matter what. There have been many times and many peoples who have testified to the point that if it had not been for some inner drive, I don't know if I would have made it. And whether it is overt or covert, there are factions that would take us out of here that cause you to get disillusioned with life and with things. And I'm not trying to be macabre here. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is that if you are facing something that is in the realm of mystery, meaning that in all the years of uh, time known and unknown that we have not come and wisdom has not revealed the answer, is probably in the realm of mystery that is there to keep us following it so that we will 
live a full life and we will gain more wisdom by brushing up against these great mysteries that keep us advancing and growing. You see, we have this weird little quirk about us that once we complete something, we move on. (laughs) And so I'm thankful that there are a lot of mysteries. I'm thankful that there are some things that possibly will never make sense. I'm thankful for those because they give us that little twinkle that keeps us getting up and going after it and 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 doing more and and living a life well lived. And so when we are considering things that frustrate us, that keep us in the dark, things that we can figure out, understand that yes, the seeker's reward is is that you do get it solved. Yes, you do get to the bottom of something. It does make sense. You do reveal the secrets. But if you encounter something that is a mystery, like what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? (laughs) Those big ones, those existential ones, be glad and grateful that you have opportunity, that you have capacity, mental and emotional capacity to even uh, entertain them and get your feel because that means that you must be living a life well lived. So, Let me go back and recap what we talked about today when we're talking about making it make sense. The first thing is, is if you come up with something or come against something that doesn't quite make sense or it has hints of there's something behind this, or if you have been that person that has just been la 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 and taking everything at face value, I want you to stop in your tracks and I want you to run through these these questions and understand these things. First thing I want you to do is number one, Figure out who's behind it. Who is the originator of the command, the concept, or whatever it is that you're encountering that is causing you to be a little bit confused. Once you figure that out, start looking at the context in which they were writing it or what was their agenda? What were they trying to pull off? The next thing is, or persuade you to do. The next thing is, is ask yourself, who benefits from my efforts? Who ultimately gets the win or gets some kind of boon for whatever I do, that's going to be a real eye opener for you because it's also going to lead you to see if you are just a pawn in somebody else's uh, dreams and goals. And then the next one is why now? Oh, I skipped one. I'm sorry. What avenue or path of thought have I not yet explored? How can I think of this differently in a way that I've never thought before that will open up new doors, new levels, new understandings to me? And then the next one is, why now? What's the rush? Why must it happen now? And if you can't find a good answer for it, don't do it. And understand that everything is interconnected. That African proverb is so true that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Understand that that at any given time, there are a lot of different moving parts that go hand in hand in helping us to create our lives. And it'll take time sometimes for you to unwrap all of the different components. And if you happen to come upon a great mystery, smile and know that life is smiling on you. Life wants you to be engaged and life wants you to follow through and and have great uh, times of exploring the great mysteries that keep you tethered to your body while you're supposed to be here. 
So with all of that being said, I wish you so much success and love, dear one. And I really do thank you for joining me because guess what? Yeah, my time is up and I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes, like, subscribe and share. And because this is a daily podcast, guess what? I am going to see you tomorrow. Have a great one. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.